Thank you for joining my series on how to grieve. I'm Christy Bundekumar, Dr. B, and I'm a psychiatric nurse practitioner with over 20 years of clinical experience, but I'm also going through 45 days of grief. I have had tremendous loss. I have lost three children over the course of 17 years, and I wanna turn my pain into purpose. And so in this series, I am going through the stages or steps of grief, and I'm also reviewing many grief theories in this process. So today I'm talking about Dr. William Warden's um, four tasks of grieving. And each of these grief theories has a little bit of differences to it, um, but some of them, or many of them, have some of the same components. So we know that we need to do those pieces. The first task in uh, Dr. Warden's um, theory is to accept the reality of your loss. And um, if you're following me, you know that uh, acceptance is a trigger word for me because I don't feel like I will ever be able to truly accept losing children. But as I work through these theories and really look at the psychology behind it, what they're saying is accepting the reality of this. You don't have to recept, accept it as good or accept it as you know, what you wanted for your life, obviously not. But we do have to accept the reality that it happened. Otherwise, it will, it could literally emotionally kill us. And we have another video on kind of the physical aspect of grief. The second task that he talks about, and everybody, all the theories kind of talk about this, that you must process this grief. And this is what started my journey because I'm like, how do you actually process grief? And I'm in week two right now and continue to follow that. But I have been talking about what I call controlled grief for many years. And that is actually taking the time, setting aside time to you know, bring up those emotions and feel that pain. Processing is about feeling the pain and trying to move it out of the body. But what I'm noticing is that other things come into our life and so, or other issues that we need to work through. So recently, um, like I said, I'm in week two and trauma came up for me, but the, but I can't let it interfere with my grief process. Right. And so we do, um, in the mentally strong method, we organize things into 10 different categories and all of those categories, you do different things for those categories. And so for me, um, the trauma was just, you know, continuous fight or flight over 17 years, starting with, uh, Johnny's, uh, drowning accident in 2005, um, and I still think I'm kind of in a trauma response. Uh, you know, my son died in 2016, but there were multiple hospitalizations, um, multiple things that happened that I was in fight or flight for my family that whole time. And then Maya passing in 2021, um, unfortunately is not even the end for me because there's some anticipatory grief 
of my husband passing from this same disorder if you're if you're following me. So in order to keep grief where we process and cherish, because that is the goal in grief, is to process and cherish that relationship that you lost. We have to put trauma in a different box because that needs to be processed differently. Also, our behaviors and choices, our anxiety, our negative thought needs to be put into a different area. So remember, as you're going through these grief theories, making sure that you are processing grief, not all of the other things that might come up in your life. The third task uh, that Dr. Warden talks about is to adjust. We have to adjust. Some theories call it reintegration, where you are adjusting to life without your loved one. And depending on how much time and um, how connected you were to that person, this adjustment uh, is, you know, could be harder or definitely is harder based on that. So when you lose a child, when you lose a husband, um, when you lose a, a sibling, if you are with that person a lot of the time, that is a different kind of adjustment than maybe um, someone you love dearly um, but don't see but once every five or six years, right? And so the adjust, the processing the pain might be just as intense, but the adjustment in life um, is significantly harder based on how much that person was integrated into your life. And then the fourth task is enduring those connections. Um, you know, and I call it controlled grief and cherishing. Um, and he's talking about like enduring that connection, um, being proud and happy for all the times and the connection that you had, but also, um, you know, finding ways to stay connected. I personally wear Maya's ashes and Reggie's ashes all the time. Um, I took some of their ashes to make a diamond out of. Um, I, I pray and meditate and sometimes hear a little voice from my children, right? And so that is that enduring connection. So those are his four tasks. And, um, you know, these theories, again, making sure that we are not enmeshing our other problems into it. I'll give you another example. So we talk about task one, accepting the reality. Task two, that processing. Sometimes you have a lot of negative thoughts, maybe blame and guilt around the grief. I want you to put that into another category because it is dealt with and processed and treated differently. Grief, we have to feel that pain. I do not want you to feel the pain of your negative thoughts. I don't want you to feel the pain of your trauma, right? That um, needs to be processed differently and we need to change the way we're uh, thinking. Adjusting his third task. Make sure that you take a conscious effort to reconnect to people in your life. Many times when uh, intense grief happens, you withdraw. I know so many mothers who have lost children and they're like, I haven't talked to my best friend since a couple weeks after my son died. Like making sure that we, as we adjust, we try to reconnect with the people that we care about. 
I mean, sometimes this is a life event and you decide there's people you don't want to reconnect with and that's fine. But if you are kind of choosing not to reconnect with anyone, I'm going to challenge you that it's probably you and your fear of that reconnection rather than uh, what you think they might be thinking. And then that fourth, fourth task again, making sure that we find that um, eternal connection, but reminders of that eternal connection. So that was Dr. Wharton's four tasks for morning and continue to follow me on this grief journey. We'll be going through lots of theories and some research. And in the end, I will be producing a documentary on how I went through this 45 days of grief.